Hi, I'm New England Patriots running back and Super Bowl champ James White, and you listen to the Fantasy Football Champs podcast. Go Pats! What is going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of the Fantasy Football Chance Podcast. AJ, how you doing today? Doing pretty good. Week six is upon us. We've got a pretty uh, awesome Thursday night game, if you're a Patriot fan. We're going to break down this week. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's going to be... It'll be a fun game for Patriots fans tonight, but entertaining? I don't know how entertaining it's going to be. It's probably going to turn into a bloodbath pretty quickly so uh yeah no let's uh, uh let's just jump right into it Let, we're gonna try to go rapid fire we're gonna try to get this shit done before we start though we should mention that there's four teams on the bye week this week we got the bills the bears uh the colts and the raiders are all off this week so if you have any of those players obviously to get them the hell out of your lineup So let's start with tonight's game, the Thursday night game. Uh, the New York Giants sitting at two and three, traveling to Foxborough to face the five and zero Patriots. Over under is an ugly forty two points, and the Patriots are favored at home by seventeen. And it's worth noting it is going to be an ugly day weather wise. It's they're projecting it's going to be about fifty degrees, downpouring, and it's going to be windy as fuck. So. Uh, AJ, you playing any Giants? Uh, not likely. Not likely at all. I mean, the only Giant I could see maybe would be Golden Tate because everybody else is hurt. That's really it. Yeah, I mean, it's like there's no Ingram. There's no Sterling Shepard. Uh, obviously, uh, there was a rumor Barkley could be back. He's not coming back, so... I don't feel good playing any Giants, to be honest. That Patriots defense is too nasty. I wouldn't play Golden Tate unless you really were in a pinch and had to. And don't play Daniel Jones. Patriots side of the ball, though, I think my favorite play on the Patriots side is Sony Michelle. I mean, it's going to be a windy, rainy game Thursday night. This seems like it's going to be a good ground and pound type game for Sony. I think the Patriots get the run game going. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. I think Sony's going to have a big day. And uh, I'm interested to see what... How it pans out with the tight ends. Uh, look for Ryan Izzo, maybe to make an impact. Who knows? All right, so the next game, we got the London game. The Carolina Panthers. I shouldn't say traveling because both of them are traveling. So we got the Panthers against the Buccaneers. Panthers 3-2, and two, Buccaneers 2-3. and three. Carolina is favored by 2.5, and, and this one has a nicer over-under at 47.5. So who do you like from the Panthers side in this game? Panthers side, obviously, you got to go with McCaffrey. Before we get too deep into this game, though, we got to tell all the listeners that it's a London game. Kickoff is at 9.30 a.m. Eastern. Don't get caught trying to wait to do your lineups on Sunday morning because that game's already going to be started. Just a note. So, yeah, you got to start Christian McCaffrey all day. Uh, you got to start my boy DJ Moore. Hopefully, Greg Olson will, you know, come back. He had two awful games in a row. Uh, and that's really it. I mean, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, you get time every week. You guys an animal. Yeah. Uh, from the Tampa Bay side, 
I feel like the London games, I feel like they're usually turn out to be pretty good games. And I feel like usually it's pretty decently high scoring and competitive. I'm really looking, obviously you're starting Chris Godwin. That's that's the no brainer, but I'm cool with uh, starting Jameis if you need him. And I think this is going to be a huge bounce back game for Mike Evans. Mike Evans goose egged last week on three targets. I'm looking for him to, to get on the corrective path and go out there and absolutely ball this week. I uh, Carolina's favorite by two and a half. I actually got the Tampa Bay Bucks winning this game. I think Godwin and Evans is going to be too much for the Panthers to go against over there in London. Next up, we're moving to the one o'clock games. The four and one Seattle Seahawks are traveling to Cleveland to face the two and three struggling Browns. Over under 46 and a half. Seattle's favored on the road by one and a half. So I'll, I'll let you choose which team you want to talk about briefly. I want to talk about the Browns. I uh I was a Baker believer. Oh my god. He just looks terrible. It's awful. There's no chemistry between him and Beckham. I remember back when we were doing our mock draft episodes and I remember one of them I took Baker and Beckham and I felt great. And fast forward to now, I would feel terrible. So uh, Beckham has to get everything going. Uh, he has nothing going for him. Baker just looks terrible. The offensive line's awful. The only player you can really start with confidence on the Browns is Nick Chubb. Other than that, yeah, I mean, it's it's shady. It's like I'm just waiting. I think we're all just waiting for Beckham to just come out and just explode, but it hasn't happened yet. No, and I mean, you're starting Odell if you drafted him. I mean, you can't. I don't see the scenario where you're going to put Odell Beckham on the bench, especially for what you paid for him on draft day. But like you said, it's been a total shit show in Cleveland, and Baker Mayfield has been complete trash. Now, I don't know how much of that is to blame on him or the offensive line, because if when you watch the Browns play every single snap, that dude is running for his life. So I understand why he's struggling. It's just is against the Seahawks the best spot for them to kind of write it. I feel like it's not, which means it probably is. But yeah, the only person, the only two people, well, actually, me, you might be able to start Jarvis. Jarvis has been pretty good, but I'm starting Odell. I'm starting Nick Chubb with no issues. But on the Seahawks side, Russell Wilson has been a boss. He's been one of the best. He's been arguably the number one. Well, fantasy wise, he is the number one quarterback through the first five weeks. But if you're looking at like MVP candidates and race, he he's up there. He looks absolutely fantastic. The accuracy is on point. The yards, the touchdowns are there. He's scrambling a bit. I, I love me some Russell Wilson. You start Chris Carson. Chris Carson is getting about 20 touches a week. And he's his passing game involvement has came down a little bit. So I'm looking for that to maybe get back up there, get him a few more catches. But and then on, also, you get Tyler Lockett. Lockett had one of probably the best touchdown catch of the year last week with that toe tap in the back of the end zone. Lockett's looked impressive. DK Metcalf, he has big play potential. So I'm starting all Seahawks against the Browns. The Browns did not scare me. And I'd even be thinking about maybe playing the Seahawks defense just because the Browns offensive line is that bad and Baker loves throwing the ball to the other team. Next up, we got the Houston Texans in a 3-2 traveling to Kansas City to face the 4-1 and Chiefs. This one should be a good one. Over or under, I believe it's the highest of the week sitting at 55 points right now. Kansas City is favored by four and a half at home. I cannot wait to watch this game. I feel like this game should be should be flexed to prime time, but obviously, you know, we can't do that yet in the season. This game is going to be a shootout. You get the two the two quarterbacks probably with the most potential going forward in their careers 
and Mahomes and Watson. Uh, man, this game is going to be fun. What do you like on the Chiefs side? Chiefs side, I mean, obviously, you start the usuals. You start uh, Mahomes, you start Kelsey. I'm cool starting Damian Williams. Williams came in off his, uh, he missed a few weeks. He came back out there and he dominated the snaps over McCoy. So I still like me some Damian Williams. And uh, for it's, I mean, is Tyreek Hill going to play? Do you know, have you heard anything about Tyreek Hill yet? It's tricky right now. He still this is questionable. They, uh, they're saying he's practicing. He's a limited participant in practice, but it's just, it. I don't know. It, it, it. I see. I feel like everything's being optimistic, as if he's gonna play, but I'm not really buying it. Yet. It just doesn't. I haven't heard enough to be confident enough to just throw him in. So I mean, I know it's Thursday. We're really gonna have to wait till the practices are over tomorrow to really get a better idea. But right now, I, I don't think I have him in any of my lineups. I still have him on the bench. Yeah, you, you also got to keep an eye on Sammy Watkins, who got banged up and left the game early last week, too. If one of those two guys, Harry Hill or Sammy Watkins, misses time, I love starting Demarcus Robinson and taking a shot at Nicole Hardman. But if both of those guys somehow play, if Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins play, uh, I don't feel too great about taking a shot on Robinson or Hardman if in that case. But if one of those two big receivers misses, I take a shot on one of those two other guys. Who do you like from the Texans? The Texans. Well, obviously, everybody saw what Will Fuller did last week. I think he's going to have a quiet week. I think he's going to come back to reality because that was just ridiculous. And I think this is the game DeAndre Hopkins really steps up and it shows the world who he still is who he is because he's been having a down year. His first game, game week one, he had a great game. Since then, he hasn't done much. So I'm looking for DeAndre Hopkins to step back up. Uh, Deshaun Watson, I think he's going to continue on from what he did last week. He's on fire right now. He's going to just he's going to shit all over this Chiefs defense. They really don't have any any defenders anywhere other than the defensive line. But the secondary is just weak. So I'm looking for Deshaun, DeAndre to just blow up. And, uh, I mean, even somebody like Carlos Hyde, you know, the Chiefs defense is really bad. So, uh, I mean, you could pretty much start all your Texans that you have rostered. Yep, I agree. You want you want to know a game that is really a shit show? How about we talk about the 0-5 Washington Redskins traveling to Miami to face the 0-4 Dolphins? Now, this one has an over-under of 41. Washington, I mean, one of these teams had to be favored, right? Washington's favored by three and a half on the road. So, is and now let's just group these two teams together there and get it over and done with. Is there anybody on either team you feel good starting? Yes. I have one player in particular, two players in particular. All right. You know, maybe three. I can give you a few. Now, just because it's a shit show, it's two bad teams. It doesn't necessarily mean you shouldn't not start people. So I'll give you an example. Redskins going against the awful Miami Dolphins defense. Start Terry McLaurin. This kid is going to explode all over the Dolphins. He's been great. He He missed a game. You know, he was hurt. But he actually looked pretty solid against the Patriots, even with Stephon Gilmore on him. So now he's going to have to go against the Dolphins. So Terry McLaurin... I feel like is almost a must start. Uh, 
I, I like Adrian Peterson this week and pretty much this week only because the Dolphins are so bad. And I, I think the Redskins will win this game. But I think Peterson is going to have probably, it probably will end up being the best game of this season for him going forward, everything. And then on the Dolphins side of the ball, one player I would start uh, would be Preston Williams. He's been, he's, he's like the only bright spot on that entire team. And again, the Redskins defense is so terrible. And both teams are probably going to be passing the ball all over the place. It's going to be just a garbage bowl. But Preston Williams, I like to have uh, close to 100 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, I think you hit the nail right on the head. And that I really don't want to talk about these teams anymore. So well, let's move on. Next up, we've got the Philadelphia Eagles 3-2 and two, face, going to Minnesota to face the 3-2 Vikings. 44 over under Minnesota is favored at home. By three points, this game will be more of a pleasure to watch, even though there's only projected three more points in this game. Um, Philly's defense is really good stopping the run. So I'm curious to see if Minnesota's going to try to force-feed Dalvin Cook, even though they just had a ton of success throwing the ball last week with uh, with Adam Thielen going off, and Diggs has been getting more involved too. So I'm curious to see if Minnesota's going to try to force-feed Dalvin or if they're going to try to keep everybody happy and let Kirk Cousins throw the rock a little bit. So from the uh, from the Vikings side, you're starting down the cook either way. I, I feel like you can start Thielen. Diggs worries me just a tad. Um, if I had a better option, I might go somewhere else other than Diggs. But those are the only guys I feel good about. I'm not starting Cousins either. For me, it's just Cook and it's Thielen. Yeah, I mean, Cook, cook is matchup proof. He's going to run all over any team that plays. He, he goes against. He's already proven that. So, Eagles defense stopping the run, is yeah, that's cool. But Devin Cook is just on another level right now. Uh, the Eagles side of the ball, it's tough. The Vikings defense brings it. So, honestly, uh, the only player I'd really feel comfortable starting is probably Zach Ertz. But even, even saying that, he's probably going to be seeing, like, Harrison Smith or, or Anthony Barr. So, it could be a rough outing for the Eagles' offense. Um, the Vikings' run defense is very solid, but I, I feel like I still, if you have to flex Jordan Howard, I would feel okay doing it, as good as the Vikings are. But uh, Jordan Howard is just—he's the type of running back. Like he's faced the Vikings his entire career, so you know he's well versed in running against that team. So I, I, I think he'll do okay. I like him to get a touchdown, but uh, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, be too confident starting any any, any Philadelphia Eagle this week. Yeah, and it looks like Deshaun Jackson's gonna miss this week again too. So the uh, the wide receivers are kind of thin over there, going up against a good defense. Now let's go to the next game. We got the four and one Saints traveling to Jacksonville to face the two and three Jaguars. Forty four over under. Jacksonville is actually favored by one point at home over the Saints. I'll let you pick your team first. I'm going to talk about the Saints. They are 4-1 and one without Drew Brees. Teddy Bridgewater doing big things right now. Uh, and I would like to note something here. If I'm surprised you didn't say anything, Mark. This is a big week. Jared Cook got a touchdown last week. <laughs> I can't believe it. It only took five weeks. The guy got a touchdown. So. Not, not let, let me ask you this. He, he finally got the touchdown, right? How many leagues did you actually start in then? Well, unfortunately for me, I relied so heavily on Jared Cook that 
my tight end depth is pretty weak. So I actually started him in a few weeks, which was nice. Nice little present. There you go. I, I didn't get so lucky. You you talked me into Jared Cook in only one league. The one I, I'm really looking forward to winning, and that's the Listener League. And this is the one time I put him on the bench. This just goes to show you that Jared Cook is truly an asshole. Yeah, well, listen. It, it, to my Jared Cook owners out there, I know it's been difficult, okay? Drew Brees is coming back in a couple weeks. Just stay strong. We'll be okay. Because week one, Jared Cook had seven targets. He pretty much, I, I want to say he had about seven targets, five to seven targets when Brees is there. Uh, and then Teddy, Teddy's finally kind of looking his way a little bit, but... I mean, really, we're talking about Jack Cook. I, I I had very high expectations. It's not going to meet them. But to my defense, how pathetic has the tight end position been this year? Like, really, it's it's a bad, bad, bad position. Um, but I mean, looking past that for the Saints, I mean, you got to start Kamara. Michael Thomas is just proving why he's so good. That it's unbelievable. It doesn't like even with Teddy Bridgewater, the guy's just dominating. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's really for the Saints. Yeah. Um, the Jaguar side. Uh, okay, so I finally converted in the league. I have to try, I have to try out my hand with Gardner Minshew. I'm playing Gardner in one league because I refuse to play Daniel Jones against the Patriots tonight. So I'm hoping I can get some of the Minshew magic. Um, you start Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette's a great start. DJ Chark is... Is looking like a top fifteen receiver in the NFL, which is pretty great. Believe that? I, it's insane. I never would have guessed it. So for all, all the uh, all the DJ Chark truthers out there, congratulations on that one. I didn't see that one coming. I really thought this was going to be DD Westbrook, but I mean Gardner locked in on him, and that's why he's getting the production. But DJ uh, DD Westbrook has been getting a little more involved over the past couple weeks, so. I think if you need a wide receiver three, if you're desperate, you could get away with playing uh, D.D. Westbrook. You're starting Shark. You're starting Fournette. And I think Gardner is a pretty decent start this week, actually, against the Saints. Um, next up, we got another potentially good fantasy game. We got the 0-5 Bengals traveling to Baltimore to face the 3-2 Ravens. 48 point over under. Baltimore is favored by 11 points at home. I'll, uh, I'll, no, you know, I'm going to take the Bengals. I feel like I kind of have to try to defend them because I like some Bengals this year in fantasy and it just hasn't worked out for me. In a game like this now, Ravens defense, they have name clout. People, when they think Baltimore Ravens, they think that they have a great defense. Defense isn't all that great this year. Now, granted, the Bengals offense is awful, but I think this is still a pretty good spot to play Tyler Boyd. I think you can still start Joe Mixon in this matchup. Mixon's had over 100 scrimmage yards to at the last three games. Uh, it'd be nice if if Mixon would get involved a little more in the passing game, but the Bengals just were dull. I mean, they just turned the ball over so goddamn fast that they don't really have a chance. Um, they definitely are trying to establish the run game with Mixon more, so I'm, I'm okay starting Mixon. I like starting Boyd. And then outside of that, like if you need a, a tight end touchdown and you're desperate, maybe you can get lucky and get one from Tyler Eifert. Um, I don't feel great about starting Olden Tate this week. So really try to stay away from all Bengals, but I'm I'm cool with Mixon and Boyd still. Yeah, uh, Mixon's starting to worry me. 
Like it, it's, it sucks because he'll get you like 90 yards rushing, but just no touchdown. It's so frustrating. Um, yeah. So and nothing about the Bengals too. They they pass the ball 70% of the time. So like they, they the best player on their team arguably is Joe Mixon. They're just not getting him the ball enough. Uh, on the Ravens side, you got to start the usuals. I mean, Lamar Jackson should shred up this uh, this Bengals defense. Hollywood Brown should have a good game. Mark Andrews, I know he's banged up. Hollywood's banged up too, but I mean, if they're good to go, you got to play him. Uh, and Mark Ingram, you got to definitely play Mark Ingram this week. He, he, I mean, he could have another two touchdown game. I feel like the Ravens get up early and then just pound the rock. Yeah, um, let's uh, let's go to the next game. Now, the undefeated 49ers are traveling to Los Angeles to face the three and two Rams. This one has the second highest over under on the week at 50 and a half. The Rams are favored at home by three and a half. So the Rams are favored to upset the undefeated 49ers. I'll let you choose first. Uh, I'm going to pick the 49ers. Uh, I mean, the 49ers are 4 and 0. This is uh, this is pretty crazy. Jimmy G is looking pretty solid. Matt Brita looks good. Tevin Coleman looks good. It, you know, and it, like the receivers, that they're, they're not really. There's nobody that really stands out if you look at this receiving core. So uh, I mean, it's just their defense is playing well, and uh, their offense is just running the ball. It, it's it's pretty interesting to watch. I think they're going to get their first, first loss this week, though. But uh, for the 49ers side, you got to go with Kittle, obviously. Uh, Jimmy G, I mean, if you're struggling at, at quarterback, I think you can play him this week and uh, feel pretty good about it because the Rams' defense isn't that great. I mean, yeah, they got Aaron Donald. He's going to get to the quarterback. But, you know, it, it's uh, – I don't know. This is an interesting game for me. Uh, I would start Breida if you have to. Um, he's been playing very well. It's just the committee is still it still worries me because Coleman's back. He looks good too. So yeah, man, it's tricky. But uh, honestly, it, uh, other than Kittle, I wouldn't feel that confident starting any 49ers. So I mean, if you have better options, go for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, Kittle, you just have to start every week if you draft him where you took him. Yep, I agree with you. From the Rams side, uh. I mean, you can start Jared Goff now. 49ers defense has been really tough so far. I'm still okay starting Jared Goff if you need him at home. Goff is a different quarterback at home. He plays much better when he's at home. Cooper Cup has been one of the best receivers in the NFL, which is crazy because last year before the injury, he was he was he had a great pace going, and then he he just missed a ton of time. Now, Cooper Cup, he came back. It's like he never lost a beat. He's out there absolutely shredding it up right now. Dude has over 500 yards already and four touchdowns. Like, Cooper Cup looks like the real deal, which is good and bad for my uh, for my Robert Woods owners out there because we thought that Robert Woods was going to be the guy with all these receiving yards. Robert Woods doesn't even have a touchdown yet. Now, he's had two of them called back this year already. So, I'm looking for... Uh, Robert Woods to write the ship also and uh, oh, why is his name Brandon Cooks for some reason I was stuck on Dalvin Cook 
Brandon Cooks is banged up. I don't know if Dalvin, uh, I almost said Dalvin Cook again. I don't know if Brandon Cooks is going to play. If he doesn't play, I just feel even better about Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. But a sneaky start, I think, could be uh, could be Everett, the tight end over there. He's had two good weeks in a row. Um, he, he, he doesn't look like a big lumbering tight end. He actually looks like he moves pretty good out there. And he's playing more snaps than he did last year, Gerald Everett. So I think Everett is kind of a sneaky spot this year. I mean, he has over 200 yards. He has a touchdown, 18 catches, but it's just he's been he's been uh, he's been getting involved more. So I do like that. Like last week, he had the dude at 11 targets, caught nine of them for 136 yards, and one of his big plays was actually a touchdown that they ended up saying he was down at the one, and they didn't bother challenging it. But if you're in a tight end pinch, say you have uh, Evan Ingram in your lineup or uh, or Waller, I think I think Everett could be a a pretty decent spot start if you want to take a shot on a guy. And then of course start start Todd Gurley. Gurley's been looking good. Doesn't matter what the matchup is, just play Todd Gurley. Next up, we got the one in four Atlanta Falcons. Who would have thought against the one three and one Cardinals? Battle of the Birds in this one. High over under though. 51 and a half. Atlanta is favored on the road by only two and a half points. Yeah, this is going to be a good game. I, uh, I mean, I can't believe the Falcons are one and four. Uh, I'm a bird on the Falcons. You have to start Matt Ryan in this matchup. Matt Ryan has been very, very consistent all year long. Julio looks fantastic. Uh, the running game is non-existent. Like, Freeman is just, I, I think a lot of people are buying Freeman this year, and it just, it's not not working out. But the passing game, though, is. So, Calvin Ridley looks good. Muhammad Sanu looks good. You know, Austin Hooper looks good. If you have all those guys, you, you got to start them. So, start all your Falcons in this matchup. Yep. For the Arizona side, start Kyler Murray. The dude's been sneaky good so far through the year. He's a top 10 fantasy quarterback. He's starting to run the ball a little more, and he's starting to take more shots down the field. So I really like Kyler Murray in this matchup. David Johnson has missed some practice, but he practiced fully today with a stiff back. So he should be fine for the game. I don't see him missing it. So I, I have no problem starting David Johnson as long as he's good to go and he's officially active. But I think he's going to play. Wide receivers, uh, uh, Kirk is still banged up. I like Fitzgerald's. So I'd start Fitzgerald, start David Johnson, start Kyler Murray. And that's really it from the Arizona side. Those are the only guys that really instill confidence, in my opinion. Ne- yeah, I agree. Next- All right, next up, we got your Tennessee Titans traveling to Denver to face the 1-4 Broncos. Ooh, a 40-and-a-half point over-under. This one is going to be ugly. Denver's favorite at home by 2-and-a-half. And I imagine you want to talk about the Titans – uh, yeah, sure. Star Derrick Henry. I'm going to tell you that every week. Star Derrick Henry. Uh, the Broncos' run day is pretty awful. So I really do think he's going to have another good game. Uh, and outside of Henry, I mean, A.J. Brown looks good, but he just there's no consistency there. Uh, you can start Delaney Walker. He's still the best receiver on that team. Uh, I mean, really... It's the Titans. I mean, maybe you can get away with streaming the defense this week. Um, the defense has been playing pretty solid, but I mean, overall, 
Yeah, I mean, just start Derrick Henry. Do yourself a favor. Do yourself a favor. No, this is a good Derrick Henry game script because the Broncos' defense can't stop nobody. And it's going to be a low-scoring game, so this one has Derrick Henry written all over it. From the Broncos' side, uh, Phillip Lindsay, I feel like he's starting to pull away a little bit with that backfield. He's been just been involved so much lately in the passing game also. So I like Phillip Lindsay. Corlin Sutton has been a bit of a surprise. Sutton has balled out two weeks in a row. And he sneakily has over 400 receiving yards already, when really he's just been stepping it up the past couple weeks. So I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I feel pretty good starting starting Cortland Sutton, which is something I didn't think I'd be saying. Now, Emmanuel Sanders, he kind of fell off a cliff the past couple weeks, so there is a chance that he can get back on track. In a low-scoring game like this, I don't really feel great about anybody outside of Philip Lindsay. Like, if I had Sutton or Sanders... I'd probably still be looking for a better option just because it's going to be a low-scoring, defensive game. So I, I, I can see both sides of the ball struggling. I think the run game could be prevalent for both of these teams. Did, but real quick before we move into the next game, how, would you feel confident in playing Sutton or Sanders? Uh, honestly, Sutton's getting to the point now where, yeah, I, I really do feel it. Uh, Sanders, not so much. All right, so next up, we got the 3-2 and two Cowboys going to New York to face the 0-4 Jets. 45-point over under. Dallas is favored by a whole touchdown. Seven points. Uh, I'm going to start off. I'm going to talk about the Jets. Sam Darnold looks like he's back. Now, and I'm a Patriots fan. Really don't like the Jets. But I'm hoping that Sam Darnold can get out there and maybe get that offense going just a little bit. One, because I don't like seeing the Cowboys succeed. And number two, because I think Sam Donalds could really help Le'Veon Bell, uh, Robbie Anderson, and Jameson Crowder. Now, before before Sam Donald went out, Jameson Crowder, I don't know if you can remember all the way back to week one at this point. It was over a month ago. But Jameson Crowder led week one in targets, 17 targets. Like He was a target machine. And Robbie Anderson was getting better quality targets. And Le'Veon Bell, I mean, if he has a quarterback that can actually threaten to push the ball down the field, Le'Veon Bell, that opens up his game. Like, defenses can't just focus in, key in, and stop the run game. So this could open up Le'Veon. It's going to open up the receivers. And then uh, it looks like the the tight end, it looks like he's going to miss a couple weeks because he's back from suspension, but he has a pulled hamstring. So for everyone that drafted and stashed, uh, the tight end Herndon, and it looks like you're going to be waiting even longer. Yeah, that sucks because uh, I went ahead and I scooped him up in damn near every league I'm in. Uh, and I was all excited. He came off his suspension. He's ready to go, and then he pulls his hamstring. So, yeah, like you said, he's probably going to miss this game and maybe the next, which really kind of sucks. Uh, I'll, I'll break down the Cowboys now. I do want to say this, though, and it may sound crazy. I think the Jets, I have a feeling the Jets are going to upset the Cowboys in this one. I really do. Um, and Donald's back. It's not even really just Donald, but like you're saying, it opens up the entire offense, so Le'Veon's going to start balling out soon. Jameson Crowder and Robbie Anderson, everything you said, right on point. Uh, for the Cowboys, I mean, yeah, you, you know who you start. You start Dak, you start Zeke, you start Cooper, you start Gallup. I mean, they, they all should have a good game, a good day against the Jets. Um, one player though, Michael Gallup. How good is this guy? Like seriously, every game he's played, he's looked terrific. 
He missed those two games, just two games after getting his knee cleaned up. And then first game back, he gets his first touchdown of the year with like 100 and whatever, 118 something yards, whatever. That kid looks good. I'm glad I took him in a lot of my leagues. Um, yeah, so start all your Cowboys. But I do think the Jets could pull this one out. Yeah, that'd be something if they pulled that upset. That that'd really be something. Imagine the all the Cowboy haters on Monday if the Jets beat them. But next up, we got the Sunday night matchup. We got the one and four Steelers traveling to Los Angeles to face the two and three Chargers. Forty-one and a half point over under, which is ugly. The Chargers are favored by six and a half, and I'm going to take the Chargers because we're gonna work this out right now. Okay, start. Melvin Gordon. This is going to be the breakout game for Melvin Gordon. Now, he got his toes wet last week, and he hasn't played football in over eight months. He went out there. He had 14 carries and three catches. And he had some rust, but he got that kind of workload. The Chargers coaching staff already came out and said, Melvin Gordon's our guy. Melvin Gordon's the number one running back for this team. And Austin Eckler had his week saved in the passing game. The dude had like 16 targets. That's not going to happen again. This is going to be the Melvin Gordon breakout show. Austin Eckler is going to revert back to just being a pretty good flex play. And the days of Austin Eckler carrying you to wins is going to be officially over. I know you don't agree with that. That's just how it is. I absolutely disagree. 100%. And and that's why I think we can make a nice bet. But let me finish with the chart side. Start Keenan Allen, please. Uh, He's had two down weeks in a row. I'm looking for Keenan Allen to have a big-time bounce back against the Steelers. uh, Two weeks ago, he was like the number three-ranked wide receiver in the league. He had two down weeks, and he's still, I believe, uh, ranked sixth and a half-point PPR. Keenan Allen's a great receiver. Phillip Lindsay Rivers loves throwing in the ball. Total confidence in starting Keenan Allen. Total confidence in starting Melvin Gordon. Eckler will be an okay flex play if you need him. And I, I feel pretty good about starting Phillip Rivers in this matchup, too. The Steelers aren't stopping anybody. The Steelers can't even hold the ball. The Steelers, their time of possession is so low right now on their third-string quarterback. that The Chargers are going to have the ball a lot, which is going to mean a lot of Melvin Gordon for the Chargers side of the ball. I'm looking for the Chargers to run away with this one. I think they cover the six-and-a-half. And I think that they cover it pretty easily. Yeah, I uh, yeah, this the Chargers definitely should win this game. Uh, start the Chargers defense. Yeah, I mean you have to. Steelers are on their third string quarterback. I mean James Conner hasn't been that consistent. Juju hasn't been that consistent, but it's all because of the quarterback play. So if they can't move the ball, they're not going to go anywhere. Uh, so having said that, I mean yeah, I mean if you have Conner, you took him in the first. Brown most likely you kind of have you're stuck starting him. Now it, wow. it should be worth noting that Jalen Samuels is going to miss about a month with his knee scope. So Connor's volume should go up even higher now. It should, it should. But uh, yeah, I mean they really don't have any option. James Connor and Juju. I mean they're going to get the volume, but it's just you can't really feel good about having them starting right now just with the situation going on in Pittsburgh. Uh, and then Eckler, yeah. Well, here's the issue. The Chargers have... It's a good issue to have if you're a Chargers fan, but the Chargers have two RB1s. They really do. And right now, Eckler's like the number two ranked running back. And I get where you're coming from. Melvin Gordon, this could be the breakout game, this and that, whatever. But 
I don't think it matters because I think they're both it's gonna it's gonna level off. They're both gonna get about the same touches every week, whether it's receptions for Eckler or rushes for Gordon. So if you have Eckler in a full point PPR, you have to start him every week. Every week you have to play him. Until until Gordon really runs away with it, which I don't think he will. So I'm still hopeful on Eckler. I'm very, very confident having Eckler in my starting lineup. Yeah, and a full point, I, I think it's doable. But in half point, I think he's just kind of just a regular flex. And a standard, you can't play Austin Eckler. I would flex him in the standard all day. All right, so let's move on to the – oh, real quick. Let, let's go back to this. Do you feel confident enough? Do you think Austin Eckler is going to outscore Melvin Gordon in fantasy this week? I do. Half point PPR? Oh, now, you, now you really uh... – well, no, because the, the majority of leagues are half points. I'll go half point. All right, half point. I owe you five from that bullshit fucking Daniel Jones game when... Any boy. When Jameis uh, James, Winston lit up that fucking Giants defense. Got lucky with a rushing touchdown that cost me $5. So let's let's double it up. Let's do another five. I got Melvin Gordon. You got Austin Eckler. Five bucks. Who has a better half-point fantasy game? Let's go. Okay, all right. It's lock it in. It's a done deal. Now let's get to the last game on the slate. We got the two one and one Detroit Lions going to Green Bay to face the four and one Packers. Forty-seven point over under. Green Bay is favored by four points. I'm gonna go ahead and let you go first. How about Aaron Jones? Now. The guy had four touchdowns last week. He absolutely dominated. Here's my issue. I had Aaron Jones in two leagues this year, and I traded him in both leagues. Now, when I traded him, it was, I mean, Jerome, uh, Williams was still there. He was healthy. They were talking about splitting the carries more, so I started getting frustrated. I traded away Aaron Jones. I mean, I got Derrick Henry in one league, and then the other league, I got Le'Veon Bell. So I'm not that upset. But still, as soon as I trade him, now Williams gets hurt, and now Aaron Jones is the guy. If I only waited. But no, I mean, you got to start Aaron Jones. Detroit's defense is not that good. Um, Devontae Adams, I believe, is not going to play again, right? Did, did, they, did anything come out since we started recording? Or, or like, I'm not even sure. But last I heard, Devontae Adams is probably not going to play. So... When it comes down to Allison and, and MVS, I lean more towards MVS this week. And uh, and then, yeah, you got to get Rodgers in your lineup. Obviously, you know, he's probably already starting if you have him. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I feel on the Detroit side of the ball, I, I like I kind of like Stafford this week. Stafford had a big week against the Chiefs. Uh, he, he's been off to a pretty good start this year, fantasy wise and real football wise. So, I kind of like the uh, I kind of like the Stafford play here. Kenny Galladay has looked great. Marvin Jones is still out there. Marvin Joning, um, but Carryon Johnson. I think Carryon Johnson's in a good spot here. Carryon's been looking really good as of late. Now that they get rid of CJ Anderson, Carryon's getting more touches. I kind of like I kind of like all the lines. I think you can start all of them. I'm cool with Carryon. I'm cool with both receivers. Marvin Jones, obviously, that's like a low-end wide receiver three. That's just hoping for a deep ball. So I don't feel too great about starting Marvin, but if you have to, you, I mean, you could do worse. But uh, 
No, Galladay, start Galladay, and uh, Stafford. I think Stafford's usable. Do you uh, would you start Stafford in this matchup? Or are you afraid of the Packers defense? Uh, I would rather not start Stafford, but I mean, I mean, if you're struggling and you need, you know, something like if you have like Jameis or something like that, then yeah, maybe you can start Stafford. Yeah, no. Well, wait. Did you say over Jameis? Oh, I threw Jameis in there just for you, big guy. Why did you do that? You know, Jameis is in London. You know they love Jameis over in London. You know that, right? Why? Why is that? (laughs) Well, all right. They might not love him yet, but they're gonna (laughs) fucking love him on Sunday. I can tell you that much. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. They're gonna, they're gonna be like, oh, is this that Tom Brady guy everyone talks about? Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be stealing the crab legs. Hey, uh, so yeah, that that's the. <laughs> it took me a second to get that one. Wow, you really bringing up the crab legs right now? Hey, Jameis is just a special kind of dude. You know what I'm saying? Very special cla- guy. Very classy. Spe- special guy. He can throw that rock though. He be- he better he better fucking he better be slinging it all over the field over there in London. Nah, Jameis Jameis should play right. I think. I kind of feel like that game could be a shootout, so I kind of want to wake up early on Sunday. We're on the East Coast, so it's, I mean, 9.30, yeah, it's not that early, I guess, but for Sunday, yeah, it's a little early. But, uh, yeah, all right, so that's a complete slate of games. Now, I, I got a line of question for you, all right, and I want to hear your take on this. Now, I have a league where I drafted Beckham, and he, obviously, we all know, he's not doing anything. It's a standard league. It's not, it's be like, it's actually like ancient. It's not even half point PPR, right? Straightforward, no points for receptions, just yards and touchdowns. All right, it's not even fractional, all right? This is one of the first leagues I joined. Still in it. Not much has changed, all right? I benched Odell Beckham Jr. for Michael Gallup this week. What do you, what's your take? Oh. Isn't it crazy that we've got to the point where you actually like have to consider doing this? Well, yeah, let me let me just break down my receiving core. Okay, so I have Josh Gordon, Odell Beckham Jr., DJ Moore, Allen Robinson, Michael Gallup, and Auden Tate. And obviously, now it's only a two-receiver league. I'm starting Gordon against the Giants tonight. It, it, he's overdue for a big game. Comes down to Gallup. Or, or Beckham, and even DJ Moore against Tampa, but uh, I mean, he's not really in this conversation. Beckham or Gallup. I just, I took OBJ out and I put Gallup in. Gallup has only played three games this year. Just three games, right? Because he missed the other two because of his knee. And just listen to these stats. Week one, seven catches, 158 yards. Week two, six for 68. Right, he misses two cake matchups, Miami and New Orleans. Comes back against Green Bay, seven for one thirteen in a touchdown. Now he's got the Jets. Yeah, oh man, it it's really tough. I feel like, well, what's your record in that league? If you don't mind me asking. This league, I am two two and one. Two two and one. Yeah, first place in my division. It's a very competitive league. It's tough because I feel like I feel like Michael Gallup, believe it or not, is the safer play. I never thought I'd say that, but I feel like Michael Gallup is really safe. 
But I just feel like Cleveland has to get Odell going. And last week, Odell was out there throwing passes. He was running the ball. He returned to punt. Like, Cleveland's doing whatever they can to try to get Odell in Baltimore. And then it was only a matter of time before they get clicking and rolling. I don't know if this is the matchup for them to do it in, but I just, I really don't want to be that guy that benches Odell when he has the Odell game. So depending... That's where I'm at, but I'm going ahead and I'm going to be that guy. Uh, you you can, you can go ahead and be that guy. If I had to pick, like I said, Gallup is safer at this point. I'd play Gallup if you wanted to be safe. Uh, I'd play Odell if, if you're in a matchup where maybe it's projected to be a close one or you're projected to lose. I'd take a shot that this is the Odell game where he goes out there, catches a big one, gets a touchdown, maybe fucking throws a touchdown. I mean, who knows? But... Cleveland is really trying to get Odell involved more, which got me feeling cautiously optimistic that Odell's still going to be fine. I think at the end of the year, I think Odell's still going to have a really good year. It's just it's been a much slower start than we anticipated. And we're just kind of waiting for that offensive line and for Freddie Kitchens to fucking figure shit out. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to be that guy in this league. I do have Beckham in another league. I'm going to start him. Uh, Beckham, much like Mike Evans right now, is a buy-low candidate. I definitely uh, more so Mike Evans than Beckham, but I mean Evans coming off that awful game and uh, Beckham just struggling on a new team. I think you should be able to get him for a reasonable price, and if you can do that, I would do it because I think going forward, as you get deeper into the season, once they get the chemistry down, I think Beckham will be okay, and Mike Evans should be fine. All right, now let me ask you this. If you had to pick one guy to start this week, if you had Odell and Mike Evans and only could start one, which one would you start? Mike Evans. Right? I, wouldn't start, I wouldn't be starting Gallup over Mike Evans. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, now that's a good way to put it. All right, well, then let me flip it and let me put it to you a different way then. Would you feel better in a half-point PPR for a flex? Would you feel better playing Mike Evans in London, or would you take a shot on Joe Mixon and the volume in Baltimore? Uh, I would still go Mike Evans. Yeah, no, I, I do. I DR. Mixon just isn't, he's not doing it right now. It's just the offense isn't moving enough to even get scoring opportunities. Mike Evans, I mean, you can be on your own 10 yard line and Mike Evans can score a touchdown. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Fantasy Football Chance Podcast. Week six preview. Is there any final comments you want to make before we sign off? Uh, One final comment. I got an alert. Christian McCaffrey practiced in full. So he is going to dominate once again this Sunday. Yep. He's going to... uh, Over there in London, they're going to think he's a soccer player. They're going to have this fucking little white guy running around on the field yeah I don't know about that <laughs> uh, all I know is coming out of that game people are going to think that Ronald Jones is better than McCaffrey and James Winston's God nah uh, McCaffrey is going to shit all over Tampa Bay. <laughs> uh, he definitely will and I wish I had some more shares of McCaffrey just because I think this is going to be a, uh, I would say a phenomenal game but I feel like every game McCaffrey plays turns out to be a phenomenal game so, Guys, my question for you, my question for you, okay? Have you finally came around to my side? Would you still take Zeke 
over CMC with the first pick? No. No. Yeah. Right. Uh, Try it down. If I could go back, uh, McCaffrey would be the number one running back. All right. Well, hey, listen, you thought I was crazy back when I did my rankings, but hey, you know what? Maybe you should. You know, it, it's crazy. Like, it would actually be kind of a fun exercise if you went back and you kind of did like a mock draft today and just say, I was just see how different everything would be at this point. Like, some of the big names that are just going to fall drastically because they just haven't been performing. And, like, what round do you think, like, DJ Shark would get drafted in if you were drafting today? Shit, probably the... I mean, as well as he's playing, I I have him in a full-point PPR league, and he's the fifth-ranked receiver. So, a receiver five? I mean, I think he would probably go in the third. Yeah, like, I, I feel like... I feel like Cooper Cup and Shark would be getting drafted over or right around like the Odells and the Mike Evans. And you can argue that Cooper Cup should be drafted over every other receiver in football right now. Yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely balling out. It's, he's doing his thing. Hey, right. well, was it? Michael Thomas, though, still right where you pick him. Yeah, Michael Thomas is still doing still doing good over there. He he hasn't his production didn't fall as much as I thought it would with Bridgewater. But let's end it here. Uh, thanks for listening to another episode of Fantasy Football Champs Podcast. Good luck in your fantasy leagues this week, unless you're going against myself. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you guys next time.